Welcome to Vets Beyond the Uniform, a weekly podcast that focuses on helping veterans successfully find and integrate into new careers after leaving the military service. Listen in as our host and guest experts share key insights on the successful programs helping veterans to enter and thrive in the civilian workforce. For more information after the program, please visit us at VetsBeyondTheUniform.com. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Vets Beyond the Uniform podcast. I am Mally Mancia, and joining me today from Vets Beyond the Uniform, I have Paul Savalani, Dave Beadle, and Bill Lilber. On today's podcast, Dave, Paul, and Bill will be talking with Catherine Warren, the program manager for Onward to Opportunity from the Camp Pendleton and San Diego, California installations. Welcome, everyone. Hey, Mally. Thanks. Thank you, Mally. Hi, Mally. Hi, Mally. Good morning. Catherine. Catherine, it's Dave Beadle here. So we are really excited to have you on the, uh, the podcast today. Um, but for folks who don't know, could you tell us a little bit about what Onward to Opportunity is and, and how did it all come about? No, absolutely. And seriously, I'm really excited to be here and really grateful that you all asked us uh, to be part of your show. So let's talk about Onward to Opportunity. Um, we got to start with the Institute for Veterans and Military Families, which uniquely is part of Syracuse University. Um, no joke, um, if you look at the university um, and the commitment that the university has to um, the IVMF itself, uh, 2020 was supposed to be our grand opening for our National Veterans Resource Center, which is aboard the, uh, the university itself. Um, the IVMF, though, was founded by Dr. Mike Haney back in 2011. He's one of our va- uh, vice chancellors for the university. Um, but the purpose beyond the IVMF was to help our military transitioning fa- uh, veterans and their family members as well. And Onward to Opportunity is one of the programs um, that falls underneath the IVMF's umbrella. And uh, we, I think uh, everybody calls uh, calls it by its short, short-term acronym, which is uh, everything in the military has an acronym, right? So it's O2O. So if we're referring to O2O throughout the rest of the call, everybody will know uh, kind of what we're talking about here. So what makes what makes O2O or Onward to Opportunity special in terms about what their mission is? Obviously, there's a whole lot of other veteran service organizations that are out there uh, helping the service members transition. But what's what's special about what O2O does? You know, we talk about that a lot, Dave. And, you know, again, the uh, the vision that we have where we have that future where, where all of our individuals and families who serve in defense of our great nation are empowered to thrive, you know, but then taking it down to the mission, you know, in empowering our service members, veterans, and their families through action, actionable research, innovative programs, and insightful analytics. Um, O2O is, you know, one, um, if not only one of the programs Um, that gives end-to-end results. And what I mean by that is we start with career transition prep. Um, We give you a deliverable in the form of a certification, and then we're able to back up everything we do um, with our research and analytics. That's part of the IVMF itself. Great. Yeah, I I know for my own um, edification, a lot of work I've done, I've I've used the uh, the research portion of IVMF a lot. So how many, since you've been around, what was it, since 2011, how many um, 
folks have you been able to serve through these programs? So with the IVMS itself, um, to date, we've served more than 150,000 uh, transitioning service members, veterans, and military families. That's with all of our IVMS programs across the board, but specifically with Onward to Opportunity, uh, 2015 uh, was our five-year anniversary, and in that five-year anniversary, we've served over 55,000, um, again, veteran spouses, um, and the transitioning service members that were um, impacted with career prep training. That's amazing. That's, a, that's an incredible number. So you've talked about certifications. What kinds of certifications are people able to get through O2O? Um, that's a great question. Um, everything that O2O offers is relevant and in demand. And what I mean by relevant and in demand is you're going to see in different job descriptions out there, you know, somebody may say that a CISSP is required um, or a PMP is required or preferred. Those are the types of certifications that we offer. Um, we have two different tracks. Uh, the IT or information technology track, uh, we have a variety of different uh, certifications that we offer. Uh, whether you're interested in the networking side of things, the cyber side of things, the cloud side of things. My goodness, we partnered with SAS, and if you're into data analytics, we have that side of things as well. We also have the business management side, um, obviously, for our business-focused uh, uh, participants that take part in the program. And the certifications we offer on that side are uh, through PMI, um, if you're interested in project management. We currently offer the CAPM, the PMP, and the Agile, um, or the PMI uh, ACP. Um, and on the human resources side, we also offer through HRCI, um, the SPHR, PHR, and APHR. Um, we do have a customer service excellence certificate. Um, coupled by a data core science certificate. And lastly, we offer, um, if you're interested in process improvement, um, Six Sigma Yellow Belt and Six Sigma Green Belt. And those are run through Syracuse University's uh, Whitman School of Management. Well, that's an incredible amount of opportunity that, uh, that you're offering there. And I know from just the work that, that uh, Bill and I have done over the years, there's uh, so many folks especially transitioning service members, particularly looking for the PMI. Uh, cyber is definitely big. Anything in terms of the um, that kind of world, there's so much going on there. Uh, we've sent tons of people through through human resources. So that's just a phenomenal resource. So, um, Bill, I think you're uh, you're ready for some, some questions. Why don't you yeah, uh, pick yeah. it up from Hi, here? Hi, Catherine. Hey, Hi, Bill. Catherine. Um, yeah, I was uh, – Curious if you could characterize you know, the uh, the incoming clients that you get in O2O, the Marines, Army, whatever, Navy. I didn't want to leave Navy out there, Paul. Uh, and just what is the? How would you characterize them in terms of obstacles they face or face or challenges they they face? How, if you could say a few words about what that looks like to you as they come in. No. No, absolutely, Bill. And as a as a retired Marine myself, um, I got to experience it firsthand, you know, what it's like to leave the service after a very successful career my entire adult life um, and seeing the challenges that this group of folks, you know, face when they when they leave the service. And I, I believe one of the biggest things that we see all the time is you go from being at the top of your game while on active duty in the military. And, and that doesn't mean 
you know, you're at the 20 year mark or the 30 year mark, you know, we're talking about people who serve and are competent, you know, in their, in their respects, regardless of how long they served. Um, and it's really the direction, you know, where do I want to go from here? And, and you have that percentage of people who absolutely positively know what they want to do and they just, you know, HB on ahead and do what they need to do to get it done. Um, but the vast majority of us um, don't quite know what we want to do. Uh, and therefore, you know, you leave, you know, the service and there's this whole entire world out there. And it's like, what direction do I go? And, and Bill, I'm going to use your, your words. It's like drowning in a sea of goodwill. You know, sometimes here in San Diego, where there's so many different programs out there that are available to people. Um, but the thing I love about O2O is really having people do the research. Um, we empower them um, and challenge them to go on and, and gain a skill set, you know, that you've been doing for some your entire career. And now you're kind of nailing it down with that, uh, that piece of paper that says, quote, quote, you're certified, which in turn is just going to help you land that meaningful employment, um, because that's really what, it, what it's all about, is, is mm-hmm. meaningful employment. Um, service members, um, regardless of the branch, so many of us want purpose in, in, in what we do, and the day-to-day, in-and-out job um, doesn't necessarily satisfy the vast majority for very long. Yeah. I get that. Now, the research you're describing, that would be research that you'd make available to the clients, uh, the, the, the students, the, the trainees, on what, what, what a cybersecurity person does in the private sector so they can educate themselves on whether or not that would fit for them personally. Is that the, the kind of research we're talking about? Um, well, we want them to do uh, – we want them to research um, as much as they can on their own prior to choosing right. a certification. Um, the research um, that I was mentioning earlier um, is everything that the IBMF collects in regard to the Onward to Opportunity program. And then that data and those analytics are shared with other um, – got. we call them the big players, you know, here in our country, whether it be the DOD, the VA, other nonprofit organizations. Um, it's a good place to go to find out, you know, what, uh, you know, for example, you know, what's veteran unemployment right now. You can go to the IBMF and by the numbers we collect, and we're just one avenue through our program, um, you can see a bigger picture and then go on and find statistics somewhere else as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, good. When, uh, as you're training the vets and Dave, Brian, as you mentioned, Dave, Brian, and I have all, all come, always or uh, several times come in and, uh, and trained on uh, the networking side, what are what are some of the soft skills that the, the students um, have not developed necessarily in the military, but you find are going to need in the private sector, things that never occurred to them when they were in the Marines or the Navy? Are there some things there oh, that great... have come out? No, absolutely, and that's a, uh, that's a great question too, Bill. Um, so onward to opportunity and the way our program is, is shaped here at the installations in San Diego County, uh, we start with uh, three days of in-person training. Now, I'm going to caveat that in-person training because, like many, we've been virtual due to everything that COVID has uh, challenged us with this year. Uh, so we pivoted, and we're using Zoom, Blackboard, BlueJeans, you name the platform, and uh, we're bringing folks together for those three days. Um, and in those three days, I'll start with that, we do have a curriculum um, that we have through Onward to Opportunity where we present different modules 
on those soft skills um, bill that you're speaking of. And then, like you have in the past, we'll bring in resources and employers here in San Diego County to complement everything that we're talking about. So it's almost like they get a second set of voices telling them the same thing that we just got done telling them to kind of nail it home. Um, But Uh in answer to your question, you know, one of the biggest things that, especially the transitioning service members, and I'm not picking on that group by any means, um, you know, we leave the military and we're immersed in that culture, you know, of the military. And one thing that a lot of service members think about um, is emotional intelligence. And EQ versus IQ, um, it's something we can all learn. And we try to really present it in a, in a way that it's not just something that's going to impact you personally. We also impact, uh, we also drive it home and want to make that impact that it's going to, you know, it's going to be there professionally as well. Interestingly enough, I read an article this morning about the top, the top IT jobs for 2021. And the last job that the article mentioned was an IT director with soft skills. And so you're mm-hmm. talking about, you know, these, these bigger salary jobs out there where emotional intelligence is no longer a nice to have. Emotional intelligence is something that's must have within every organization. Um, yeah. I mean, it brings about, you know, the collaboration, you know, the cooperation, really being able to see, you know, the diverse, you know, population of employees that are out there. Um, and, and what specific industries, companies, and employees need. So that's just one yes. to, to, to throw it out there. Yeah, yeah I, think, uh, I think EQ is an underrated <laughs> um, skill that, uh, that people, you know, you know when you see it, when people have it. But uh, so often people um, don't have the opportunity to develop those skills. And I've never personally served in the military, so I don't know how different the EQ factor would be in the military in terms of leadership versus uh, working at HP where I worked for most of my career, but it's got to be different. There's got to be differences there. And you must, you must be picking up on some of those differences when you see the classes as you just, just expressed. Oh, we do. And And it's interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting because you could take again, somebody who served for 25 years and somebody who served for four years and you can just see the similarities there regardless you know, of, of where they are, you know, in their, in their careers. And again, it applies across the, the board, regardless of what job that you're, you know, that you're choosing to go into. And the, uh, the other soft skill, and it, it's not so much a soft skill, but another area, you know, that we do tend to focus on and, and speak about is really doing the research, having the participants do the research on the culture of the industries and the companies that they want to be a part of. Um, Again, coming from the military, regardless of the branch, you know, things are very structured. um, Things are very, you know, this needs to be done at this time. And while everybody else, you know, has similar, you know, deadlines and, you know, by dates that they have to meet um, the way that we do it sometimes is something that we need to, uh, you know, we need to work on. And we tie that back in with the, uh, the EQ where, you know, as we like to say, the knife hand, you know, isn't going to get you anywhere at, at HP. Um, it no longer works in that culture. So make sure that they're doing that research and they can find a culture, you know, with an organization that's going to work for them. Yeah, hey, I think Captain, Dave this... is more of an... Oh, good. Go ahead, Bill. No, go ahead, Go ahead, Bill. Paul. Go ahead, Paul. Uh, so Dave, Captain... I think Dave is... Uh, educated me for sure and maybe others in the organization on 
how the companies that are receiving vets also have to make some adjustments to vets um, uh, to make sure the mission is clear for them. Otherwise, the vets are unhappy and leave. So I think I think it works both ways. The vet has to take on the bulk of the responsibility to get the soft skills, EQ, whatever you want to call it. And then the, the employers also have to do something's different, ideally, to keep those vets, to recruit them and keep them happy. So I, I don't know, maybe, maybe you want to comment on that after Paul gets his question in there. Yeah, that was going to be my question with regards to culture. Um, and Catherine, what we're seeing here, we teach a course, uh, which is six key components of a veteran-friendly organization. And culture is always one of the big sticking points um, because military comes from one ecosystem and they go into a completely another one with an organization. How are you seeing the veterans overcome that challenge? And, and are you also working with employers to help them, you know, understand the military culture? That's a great question, Paul. So no, you, you hit the nail on the head. Um, you could look from a distance and look at an organization and say, wow, I really want to belong to uh, to that organization, and we um, make it. We definitely introduce you know all the different ways to go about researching the different companies um, that are out there, and this is on the participant side. Um, anything from you know letting them know that what you've done in the past um, is absolutely fantastic. Um, however, you need to let that employer know you're going to be that missing puzzle piece. You know you're going to be that piece that'll complete their puzzle. And they'll be able to uh, to move on and and meet whatever goals you know the organization has. But on the flip side, um, with the employers are um, ourselves as far as like direct dealings with companies, we always bring in different employers to speak um, to our organization. And generally, the employers that we do bring in are veteran friendly uh, companies that are um, that are out there. Um, I have personally, um, just in my time that I've been with Onward Opportunity, you know, sat down with different employers that really didn't know a whole lot about the uh, the veteran piece and just being able to educate them on, you know, what veterans and what military spouses, you know, bring to an organization. Um, I hope that answers your question. It, it does. I've got a follow-up kind of along those lines when you go to culture. In your um, flyer, in your Fast Facts flyer, you bring out that, um, um, that 55% of military service members do not want to pursue um, careers similar to their military or experience to their military careers. I kind of got a tongue twisted there. But can we talk about that for a second? Because we see that a lot. So if you look at a lot of the VSOs, the transition groups, um, a lot of the times, and, and we respect them, we love them, we think they're doing a fantastic job, but a lot of times that's a lift and shift, a lift and drop. You know, you did, you were an electronics technician in the military. We assume you're going to be an electronics technician on the outside, and we're going to help you get to that path. But we know sometimes they take those paths just to put food on the table and get an income. Sometimes you may have careers, and we always use on our, on our show, we talk about snipers. You know, I don't know a lot of people that want to be a sniper when they get out of the military. If they do, I'm not sure where they're going to work. So how do you work with them, and how do you help them, those individuals that want to change careers? What do you have in place? No, that's a great question, too, Paul. And, again, we start with those, um, those three days that we spend face-to-face. We do bring the group together, regardless of the certification pathways that they're choosing and regardless of where they are. Um, in life simply because it's just such a great place to start networking with each other. 
Um, my colleague, Joanna Sansaterra, and I both do individual one-on-one coaching sessions um, with our folks, you know, that have a lot of questions. You know, for example, well, I've done project management, you know, the entire time I'm in the military, but I don't think I want to do that anymore. What else can I do? And oftentimes, as I'm sure you've seen time and time again, folks really don't know what to go. They see um, the big name companies that are out there are Amazons, you know, are Northrop's, are Lockheed's, you know, and again, if that's the direction, you know, that folks want to go, you know, we definitely want to help you get there. Um, But in reference to your 55% on wanting to do something else, we do the best that we can do as far as not only helping um, through our own means and through Onward Opportunity and the IBMF as well, but introducing them to other folks. We encourage um, the informational interviews. You know, for example, if you've always, you know, wanted to get into IT, let's just say you've done project management your whole life and you want to try something different, you know, really um, reaching out to different people who are doing those jobs um, to see if that would be something um, that could work for you and would you be a fit, you know, within whatever organization you, tru- you, you choose, you know, would that line of work um, be beneficial to you as well? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. Dave. Yeah, so Catherine, there's there's something else I kind of wanted to pull back on a little bit. One of the things that you mentioned where you were giving us a little bit of an insight into your transition was you talked about this idea of purpose. How do you see purpose or finding purpose kind of fitting into the equation of transitioning service members? Is that something important that they need to take and take into account? I really do believe it's true, Dave. Um, again, I speak from my own experience, but I see it with so many others especially those that are leaving the military, again, four years, 30 years, there's that bigger purpose. Um, You're there serving, you know, our country, you know, and there's a bigger purpose behind it. And what we see a lot of times in the research definitely echoes it is folks will get into a different job. Um, They haven't done their research on it. They've been able to land the job, but there's no, there's no purpose to it. And I'm not saying that those jobs, you know, aren't good jobs or anything like that. But in our demographic, it's we want a little bit more um, that comes along with it, being able to contribute to something that's bigger to ourselves. And that's something that we do speak about during our program is to keep that tucked in the back of your mind, because we do understand, especially now, that folks may have to take a job just because COVID derailed their plans this year. Um, or maybe something else has happened, you know, within their family where they need to get from point A to point B. Um, but I really encourage folks to just, you know, focus on what your end result is going to be. Don't just focus on that destination. Focus on the journey in getting there because every step you take post-service is going to be beneficial for you and you're going, you're going to learn. And even if you think you know it all, which I know a lot of us think we do when we leave and we really know nothing, and I'm saying that <laughs> from the heart because I thought I knew everything and I knew nothing. Um, it's really been an interesting ride to see how much you grow um, during that time period as well. Um, so I hope that's helpful. Yeah, it really is. I think that, yeah, go ahead, Bill. Go ahead, Dave. No, go. finish my thought. You got it. You got it. Um, uh, I've heard it described as the, your why. You know, if, you, if, you, if you're clear on the why of what you want to do with, I mean, your life or your career, um, you're more likely to arrive at a, a job, a career, a position, a company that meets your 
emotional and intellectual needs and your financial needs. So it's a, uh, and it's hard to do, but that's uh, it's a it's a big part of getting to the right place. Absolutely, in my Bill. And yeah. no, a- absolutely. And you know, the bottom line is, you know, what you personally consider happiness or what you personally consider joy. Um, there is life after the service. It's absolutely wonderful. And I, and I say that from the heart. I actually have my uh, seven-year anniversary coming up at the end of this month. And I look back, and it's hard to believe it's been seven years. Um, but wow. personally, I think about how much I've grown during that time. And I'm just not quite that same person, you know, who got off active duty, you know, knowing mm-hmm. everything. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, how much I've grown in that time period. And that's why I encourage people to take those little bites. That's what we recommend when pursuing these certifications. We break it down into different phases. Take it one phase at a time. You know, the little bites are going to get you to the end result. Um, I believe Mm -hmm. the book, The Sidewalk Ends, mentions that where you take one bite of the elephant at a time. You know, you can't eat it all in one sitting, you know, and it's going to get you to where you want to go. And statistically, and this is with veterans and our military spouses out there, maybe we get into a company, we find the perfect organization that we want to be part of, we get into that company, and maybe it's not, you know, the director of operations job per se, but veterans and military spouses prove that within a short period of time, you're going to propel yourself within that company if that company is the company for you. And I always tell folks to just take that breath, catch that breath, learn everything you can. We're never too old to, to stop learning. Outstanding. Uh, Melly, do we have time? I want to ask a question about networking. Do we have time for that? Are we, we good? That's the thumbs up. Okay. Um, yep, I want to good. ask a little bit about networking. Um, um, and uh, I know you value it very much, Catherine, because, uh, you know, Brian, Dave, and I have come in and, and taught your class or part, uh, added to your class on that. What? How would you put people on a scale, again, your incoming uh, students, trainees, uh, on a scale from I will never do network, I can't stand networking, I hate networking, I won't do it, to a master of networking who goes out and gets informational interviews and learns about the culture of the company and all that stuff that we've just been talking about. Where do most people fall in that spectrum, could you say? I'm putting you on the spot here, but. What do you think? No, that, that? That, that great question. Great question. Honestly, I'd say at about a five or six, that's where the majority fall. You have the outliers, okay. you know, you have the super networkers, and then you have the people where I don't want any part of any type of networking, you know, whatsoever. But the majority fall right in the middle. And mm-hmm. it's always great to have different types of networking events, whether they're face to face or virtual, where you bring people in and you just kind of lessen. Um, the anxiety that some people may have about doing something new. Well, as you well know, I mean, eight out of 10 jobs, I think the latest stats, eight out of 10 jobs are filled via referral or networking. So unless um, unless these transitioning military are willing to do something in, in terms of building their skills and how to be, you don't have to be a master networker, but a competent networker, you're cutting yourself off from eight out of 10 jobs, which makes it really hard on yourself. <laughs> Cause so the last two jobs, that's where everybody's piling in on online interviews <laughs> and your chances are less than 1%. So um, do, do, do your students, do they get that? Do they understand that it may be something they don't want to do like losing weight. You know, you got to eat the right food and exercise. Nobody really likes doing those things, but do they get that? And they realize that they have to develop some skills in networking. Do you think that's accurate? 
You know, and, and that's such a great point. And, and I, you know, take that to having that growth mindset, which is also one of our modules that we talk about. And, and Bill, you used one of my analogies. It's like losing weight. You know, I compare losing weight to getting the certification. We sit here and we say mm-hmm. it, we want to do it, but sitting down and actually doing it is going to take effort. And so if you're comfortable with where you are right now, um, do you have a growth mindset or are you fixed in where you want to be? And it's the same thing that applies for, for networking. Um, if I'm at an event and I see somebody kind of hanging out, you know, on the side of whatever circle we're talking in, I always bring that person in and say, please come join us. You know, because again, you could tell when two people are like into something serious, but when you have a group of people, you know, just really being that voice to invite people in um, kind of lessens the anxiety a little bit more. Great, great answer. Thank you, Catherine. Yeah, that helps a lot. So, Catherine, here we're coming up on the end of our time. I know it's gone really fast, and this has been uh, great information, a great discussion. But we always like to end it with what can we do as a community to help support your organization? No, I absolutely love that, Paul. And, again, I'm just so grateful to be here. Uh, spread the word. Um, O2O, we have installations here in San Diego. We have an installation up at Camp Pendleton. Right now, today, we are completely virtual all the way around. However, I'm hopeful for 2021. Um, But spreading the word, um, this program, ladies and gentlemen, is provided at no cost. So there's no VA benefits. There's no cost out of your pocket. Um, It is too good, and it is true. So pass the word, especially for folks that need that hard skill set to kind of take them over the edge to that – you know, to that uh, next place that they professionally want to go. We definitely will. Awesome. Thank you. All right, Mally, I'm going to turn it over to you to kind of wrap us up here. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you so much, Catherine, for all the wonderful information you have provided on our show today, as well as I want to thank our hosts, Paul, Dave, and Bill, for another wonderful show. All the links and contact information presented on today's show will be posted in the show description as well. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us at vetsbeyondtheuniform.com. Or if you have any questions, pardon me, if you, please feel free to reach out to us via our email at training at vetsbeyondtheuniform.com. Or you can visit our website at the vetsbeyondtheuniform.com. And thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Wonderful day. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Bye-bye. Happy holidays.